Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at bdon300. And today, I'm coming to you live from uh, the Cheswick Practice Center, and I'm joined by NIU defensive lineman Demond Taylor. Demond, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. So, action starts this week. Conference play. You guys finished non-conference two and two with literally everything on the table. Heavy. What are you looking forward to most about action? I'm just looking at improving everybody else's mind and just uh, just coming out and showing everybody what we really can do against the Mac. The Mac. Take us through uh, your recruitment. You're from East St. Louis, which is still technically Illinois, right? Okay. It's just like right over the border. So take us through your recruitment, some of the other schools that were involved, and then what ultimately led you to making a decision to come here? Um, during, in high school, uh, I had a lot of like D1, like mm-hmm. double A's, things like that. I had a lot of interest from bigger schools, from like Illinois, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, just really just grades played a part in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had to get right back on track with that. And when I got invited to the NIU uh, Big Dog Camp, that's when I got recruited by Rob. Coach Gary. Coach yeah. Gary. So um, he, he the one that gave me my offer. And then when I found out he left, uh, I'm glad you beat me to the second question because <laughs> I always ask, you know, because a lot of people left, man. A lot of people left when he left. So why'd you say? I stayed because uh, I talked to Coach Hammond before and he came over. We sat down, helped with Coach Geely. I've, I've known Coach Geely since he was at North Dakota because yeah. he's the one that called me and gave me an offer from them. Mm-hmm. So just, I sat down and talked with them and I realized what they were all about and I was like, I want to be a part of that. So I decided to stay and you made the right decision and you know last year is behind us and this year like i said man you guys have a bowl game on the table you're zero and zero in conference play anything can happen what are you currently majoring in and how are you adjusting to your first semester back in in person i'm currently majoring in communications media studies there we go and um i'm just mostly excited to get back because like online classes I'm more of like an in-person yeah. because I like to learn face-to-face and ask questions then and there because after like a Zoom or something like that, I might forget about it. Check and, out, yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm done. Yeah, and some of the classes last year or even like the first semester that they had, it was like you didn't hear from your teacher and we're not gonna, we won't call anyone out, but it was just like a weird time. Like teachers didn't know what to do. Students didn't know what to do. And then like, you kind of just don't have that reassurance of being in class and talk. So sometimes it can get away from you. And sometimes you forget about assignments, but it, uh, it's glad to be, um, I'm glad to be back, especially now because I get to know you guys better. It's more in person. Last year on zoom was a lot of technicalities and people, you know, sounds going off or muting and stuff like that but it's it's great to be back in person and now you guys are going to have fans out there this saturday so do you have any words for the husky fans that would be in attendance this weekend uh they're in for a show and for a treat we're gonna come out we're gonna play hard as hard as we can and get try to get the w and uh being an illinois guy i don't know are you bears are you bears guy too or did you uh, did you at least inherit the rams and then follow them back to la i wasn't really a rams fan either uh, but I did like Aaron Donald when he was there yeah. for a minute and then retired early now for like the last couple of years that they were at St. Louis. Yeah. 
But for the most part, I've always been like, I was a Houston, Texas fan because of DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. and uh, Andre Johnson. You know? and so now that's someone you want. That's game. someone you want with you in a dark alley, Andre Johnson. He'll <laughs> oh, yeah. help you out. <laughs> and JJ Watt, things like yeah. that. But now I'm more I'm a Cardinals fan. Cardinals guy. More yeah. D and JJ guy. So. No, and they're a really exciting team, and they always play just like in the wildest, like crazy games. Uh, do you have an NFL player that you either idolize or model your game after? I know you talked a little bit about Aaron Donald. I like Aaron Donald and Fletcher Cox. Wait, dude, did you see his touchdown last night? I didn't see that. He had it. All right, so uh, I don't know who it was that caused it, but it was Jalen Hurts threw what I like to call an arm punt. Uh, it was just a, pu- uh, a pass that got picked off on, like, the one-yard line. So you're like, it, we saw what you were going for. It was worth the shot, but now we basically just punted it. Two plays later, I don't know who it was that got the strip sack, but Dak, he had nowhere to go. Like, there was nothing to do. And it just, like, fell into Fletcher Cox's hands. He's a baller. Yeah, that's, that's my guy. Yeah, and and he's like the staple on that defense. They got a little bit of work to do as uh, I guess the Cowboys are just for real this year. But yeah, last night's game was pretty exciting outside the fact that the Eagles just got rolled. But for this season, I know it's already started, but what are three goals that you have for this season? Uh, obviously, to win a match. Just go out there, prove everyone wrong. That's a goal that we have. Prove yourself right, though, first. Yeah, prove myself right. Maybe a GPA? Yeah, Yeah, GPA. I would like to get that a lot better. I want at least to get a 3.5 or higher. Bro, I got my comms degree. If you need any help, I got you. I'm in grad school now, but I can... I can help you with whatever you're struggling with. I didn't. I really like like the course catalog, though. It's pretty pretty broad, and there's a lot of different stuff that you can learn. I see you went to East St. Louis High School. That's a program with a treasured high school history. Uh, how was your experience there, and did you get any hardware uh, as a member of the team there? Uh, my experience there was awesome because my sophomore year we won state. That's when we had uh, yeah. guys like Jeff Thomas, Rayonis Esther, Montre Harvey, guys like that. Like, Guys that can go. You know, I'm pretty sure the guys I know about Jeff Thomas yeah. the type of athlete that he was. And just been on the team with those guys and just helped me elevate my play and to get me to a place here. Yeah, do you think like because you're playing with a lot of other guys that are going to college programs, do you think that really helped you to even be here and playing as well as you are? Like you've kind of been I would almost say it's like a feeder school. It's like like that. Now I won't say it's like the IMG of the Midwest, but it it's like that level where it's like when you say East St. Louis High School, people know that they're a great football program. Do you think that helped that helped like prepare you more to rise to the occasion now at the college level? Uh, yes, that, that actually did help me prepare more because the coaches, the coaches that were there, like from there, something like it was like college getting ready for yeah. college, so like everything was. Everything like here, I always like knew a little bit about it. Yeah, like the discipline, the procedure, like everything is more structured. Yeah, that's, that's basically like how I was there. So when I got here, it was more of an easier transition into it. Yeah. And now all I just had to learn was just like how to play things here, like the techniques, how, how we teach you here and things like that. Yeah, because you also, too, you go from being the man to now you're on the bottom rung, you got to work your way up. 
what's your favorite restaurant and meal in DeKalb? Like, say you're you're leaving here, you've graduated, you're going to, for one last meal before you get in the moving truck. Where are you going to go and what are you going to get? I'm going to Junction. Oh, yes. I love the Junction, yes. <laughs> junction is my place. I go there every Saturday. What's your, uh, what's your go-to? I got a couple of them. I either get the steak, the steak breakfast, or I'll get the, uh, the trailblazer. I'm a big uh, I'm a big skillet guy. Like my first job that I had was at this breakfast place called Burnt Toast, and I didn't even know what a skillet was before then. And now I just just like just a bunch of food in a bowl with eggs and cheese and yes, yeah, you know, steak for breakfast. That's a that's alpha. That's very alpha. I, I gotta respect that. Uh, one final question, um, young D lineman who hasn't gotten their shot, but you anticipate you know when they crack that lineup, they're gonna be a big time player. I go with K. Haberman. K. Haberman. Guys like Jack uh, Eaton. Yeah. I think they'll be ready. Ready so uh, the way that they're improving, they're improving so much. It's, it's a good thing to see. It's crazy you say that because when I was on my way here, I passed Kate Haberman on the drive. And, like, he's got, like, the Thor haircut. Like, he just looks like he was built to be a lineman. So I'm excited to see uh, the growth of Kate and Jack. One final one. Sorry, I doubled down on it. Where can we follow you at on social media, Instagram, and Twitter? You can follow me at DeMar, DeMar Tango on Twitter. That's my name. And, uh, I don't really be on Instagram like that. That's fine. Uh, but I mean, my Instagram, I have a link to mine. 97, 58.97, I believe. All right. Well, demand. Uh, perfect timing because now we're going to talk with Dylan Thomas. But do you have any uh, final thoughts on this weekend's matchup? I'm just ready to go. Ready to go out there. Ready for war. I love to hear it. So we're joined here by NIU defensive lineman Demond Taylor. Demond, I really do appreciate you taking the time and best of luck this weekend. Go get that W. Thank you. All right, Huskies on tap listeners. We just wrapped up with NIU defensive lineman Demond Taylor. Uh, we're going to move to the Swiss Army knife of the defensive side of the ball. I can't even classify him with one position. He's just an athlete. Dylan Thomas, how are you doing today, brother? Great. Great again. Glad I'm talking to you right now. Yeah, glad to, glad to have you back. Round two, uh, a new position, a new year. How would you say you've been adjusting to your new role in the linebacker room? And I know I asked in the press conference, but any shout-outs on, on helping you make that transition? Yeah, um, I'll do my shout-outs first. Um, shout-out Coach Wimbo, for sure. And shout-out uh, Coach Dan Jackson. And basically, everyone on the defensive staff. Um, I'm talking I'm talking to Coach Geely and Coach Moore about hand-to-hand fighting and making sure I can get off blocks against yeah. the alignment because – you know, I'm a buck 95 on my you don't get caught so, up in yeah, there, yeah. I can't get caught in that skirmish too much because that'd be a real punishment. But just really the whole D staff, just making sure I'm adjusted and I'm knowing my keys and assignments and different things like that. And adjusting overall, it's been um it's been an experience. It's been real fun. Um it's been tough at some points, like just kind of getting out of that D B mindset on some of the things and like yeah. thinking you can wait on certain actions and you really can, you know. You can put your eyes in the backfield now though. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a little, little bit, more, right? A little, a little, little bit. More, yeah, for sure. All right, so you graduated this last semester. Right. Are you pursuing a graduate degree? And if so, what will you be or what will you be pursuing your graduate degree? Yeah, um, I'm in uh, the sports management grad program here. Oh, right let's now. go. Yeah, I'm in the same uh, one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. do it. No, and it's it's uh, it's, uh, it's pretty fun. Um, I'm in most like most people in the class actually have known just previously because it's people like you or like um just people GAs and um different people different around the facility, too, yeah. athletes for sure. It's around the facility, so it's I recognize most of the faces and faces I didn't recognize either. 
someone I know knows them. So it's all good vibes in there. All yeah, the everything has been super good too since we've got back on campus. I only have one in person, but I've like I've had no complaints since yeah. I started the, the program Not last really. year. All right, so here's a here's a good one. So you've played three different positions here right. at NIU. Without getting you in trouble, do you have a favorite? <laughs> you have a favorite? Oh, uh, uh, I kind of like, like where I'm at right now. Yeah, linebacker. I kind of like, yeah, like, like that little rover. Um, yeah, because that's like position. a special linebacker. Yeah. That's not the traditional For linebacker. facts, yeah, the way I look at it, I just look at it as being the nickel on the field 24-7. So a little bit more box fitting than normal nickel would, but yeah. that's how I look at it. And that's real fun for me because that frees me up and just allows me just to kind of fly around and play fast. Um, I think – you know, just it took four and a half years or something like that. But I think I've really kind of found the spot that I could really like yeah. perform best at. To what can you attribute uh, your ability to kind of be like that Swiss Army knife where if coach needs you to play safety, you can play safety. If coach needs you to play linebacker, you can do that. And if you need to line up and, and press someone at corner, you can do that. Um, I think just my, my, my quick learning. I think um, uh, in fall camp, it took um, – I moved to Rover – the last week, probably seven days before we played Georgia Tech, so that was um that was a whoa transition. But it, yeah, it it took. I moved like seven days before, and I think I got it down pretty good, fourth fifth day in. And so um I think just being able to learn quickly and being able to adapt. Um, like even right now, I feel confident I can go play corner or safety and um help the team out if that were to be a possibility or case. If God forbid something happens, but yeah. So here's one I couldn't let you slide on. What on earth is going on with your Kansas City Chiefs? And did Coach Hammock talk trash to you after the Ravens won that Monday night game? <laughs> uh, I'm surprised. No, so he really didn't talk too much trash. I'm kind of glad. I kind of stayed on the radar that day. I that was an insane yeah, game, yeah. It was. It was yeah, no, it, the, the, the league, a lot of games have been really good this yeah. year for starters. But, um, no, it's just um, we we got to get the defense rolling, man. That's all yeah. it is. Like, Pat Mahomes is going to be Pat Mahomes. But – one guy, especially it's football, you can only do so much with one person. Like everyone, every football team has to do, everyone has to do their jobs. And that's the biggest thing. I mean, think it's on defense, then the fumbles and every, all the turnovers. Yeah, the turnovers I was going to say, yeah, they've had like, a, yeah. a, I don't know, is it a layer? Yeah, uh, you, you mean both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got to look at his name pronunciation. Yeah. But yeah, Clyde Edwards, Cl I just call Clyde Edwards. Cl yeah. Clyde was fumbling, and then I know Mahomes had a pick like on that. Well, that was like the, the effort Tyreek down there somewhere yeah, throwing it and said it was a low he Gilman at safety. Yeah, so, no. So, yeah, I think just working on turnovers for them. And then I think, um, by week 17, I guess there's 17 games or so, whatever. We're going to be it's going to be back on the road. They, they, got, they got time. Uh, sure. And uh, their division right now is like almost flipped where it's like the Broncos and the Raiders are undefeated. We know that's yeah. not going to last. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not worried. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll double down on that. Do you have like a Super Bowl prediction? I know you For watch sure. a lot of NFL and you watch yeah. a lot of college as well. I was just talking about it earlier. Um, me and Marcus Cox, uh, I said Chiefs Rams. I said Chiefs Rams. And I like I, the Rams out of the NFC um, too. Uh, Matt Stafford's the truth, and then it's like he's finally be able to show that he really is. Yeah. Left open. Um, I think uh, Marcus had the Rams, and he didn't say anyone on the opposite side. But I got Chiefs Rams for sure. I wanted to say this anyone but the Chiefs, but if it is the Chiefs, I yeah. will root for them because yeah. we're we're friends. So yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. But yeah, last year I was like. I was rooting for Brady just because, like, I kind of like the the spite tour where it was like, yeah, you, you cut me, you thought I was bad. No, I'm going to go win a Super Bowl. Man, literally. Man, right? He's just, yeah, he's frustrated. But no, I've gotten to that point, too, where, like, if, when I was younger, because it wasn't for Tom Brady, Mahomes probably would have maybe two, probably yeah. two, and potentially three Super Bowl rings already, like, his fourth or fifth year. So Tom Brady, 
He's like, I, it's love and hate. I've grown to appreciate him much more because, yeah. you know, he's, he's almost I'm the here. same way with LeBron, too, where it's yeah. like I used to hate him, but it's like you, you, I'm the biggest Kobe fan, and that's how I feel about Yeah, I'm a huge Kobe fan. <laughs> Kobe, Kobe was like what I grew up on. Uh, since you've played in both rooms, who is one young linebacker and one young defensive back? Maybe they're on the compete team, maybe a reserve that you think will make an impact when given their chance. Um, A young linebacker, I'd say right now. Um. Nemo, I don't know how to pronounce Nemo's name. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Nemo and then Makai. Makai you kind of, you kind of yeah, Makai played this weekend, right? Yeah, he played yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And he played a little bit against Michigan, Michigan too, yeah. He played well against Michigan. Um, I think given the chance, um, especially as he's developing, he's going to be really good. From the DB room, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of young, good corners. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of young, good corners. And then I'll say for the safeties, for sure, um, Mohamed Jamey. He's, okay. he's, he's really athletic. He's just got to. Stop being so goofy, but that's freshman. <laughs> yeah, freshman. yeah. You you'll have time to yeah. to fine tune things, and and everything will get better. And two, like we talked about it, like last year's behind us. Like you guys have, you can really see the improvements week in and week out, and you're seeing the results with the wins. What are three goals that you have uh, for this season? Personal or team? You can do a little bit of both. Um, personal, just um, I think going out there and getting better every day. Um. I, like I have, I didn't know I was gonna be playing linebacker. If you asked me if I was playing linebacker a few months yeah. ago, I wouldn't have known. But um, I think, I think probably like 50, 50 or sixty tackles now at this point, and I won probably three picks. That's personal. Team goals is just to keep winning. Like we have a lot to prove, and I know we really have the weapons mm-hmm. on both sides of the defense, like offense and defense, just to cause a ruckus in the MAC. And I'm excited. Like the number one goal is MAC championship. Oh, right. Yeah, that's absolutely. We just like, finished up the bowl game. You, that that will take care of itself. Defensive if you win. I'm not yeah, worried about that. You have to get four more wins. Yeah, defensive linemen. I don't have one. Now we will get into. But yeah, I was talking about it with Demond. I think that's like the most homecoming. We're at home. This season where we're the non-conference. You're like our regular kickoff time, and you guys really Eastern Michigan is coming. That's what I love. The team that we haven't beaten the last two seasons last year because you really got wild. Game is 41 to 33. Kind of got away from us early, but was like, we really need the guys battled right here. And they even had a chance to squared away because yeah. the week run, like, the two uh, weeks before, like a hook and ladder game type play not going to happen again. Tyrese but I think Ritchie, the way you guys performed uh, with the turnovers, not able to get to the yards a lot. It was under 300 yards a lot. Amazing. Under 300 into this only 14 points a year. Their performance really be proud of. Do you have words for Husky fans? I know you talked about homecoming meaning a little bit. I don't even know if that's ahead of this week's might be Division um, Two. I'm not sure. Well, Lost to Wisconsin, 34 to seven. Beat UMass, 42 to 28. UMass is a players to fans, a little bit of a lower D1 like program. Not last great. Year's, especially they last year. Texas yeah. They got away with one. 59 to 21. That one home. And that's last one. week. For me, uh, I've, I've been here probably games, but we got yeah, a lot of young players, so they don't know. They don't know that full effect. Like, we're not used to uh, like I said, we've Michigan lost the last so. two games. Yeah, I was just looking at the history uh, last night. It's only Eastern really like one the year last two years before, yeah. before that. Significantly worse. Completely different team. We don't want to look back on too much on the quarterback. Completely different process. I think that's a lot of. I think that's not a surprise, I guess you would say, but the biggest headline from this team is the productivity of the offense. Obviously, even I think I forgot who it was on the offensive line last week. Kind of alluded to it too, where it's like twenty-two against Georgia Tech, forty-three against Wyoming, forty-one. Find a way to go one and really found a rhythm, and the offensive line is really clicking. I added that running back Clinton Rinsen, that was are all playing at a high level. But you know what I'm saying? Like Rocky, find a way to win a football game like a video game. Lick your wounds on Sunday. We got twenty-four hours to celebrate or making all sorts of plays with his arms. I think. 
one thing that I really want to commend you on, factor, um, just you knowing you personally from class that. and stuff, is like so proud of you to, to, to be able to see it through this and offense firing see the field, even though you're not playing the position earlier in the game. So the defense really found their rhythm this past week, and we can hope that they carry that same Any final words? I do believe that this game is going to be a shootout. Although our offense tries to take take possessions out of the game and control the time of possession battle, I do find a way to win this game. Where can our listeners follow you at on Eastern Michigan? Knows how to score. They can score in a hurry. Their quarterback Ben Bryant, the Cincinnati transfer. Coach Hammock talked about him earlier today, talking about how he was very talented with his legs. He's a precise passer. He's able to do. I think I have some pretty good banging tweets. On Saturdays and Sundays, I appreciate your football tweets. Yeah. I, I always like good uh, what Kassan the players have to say. Like me and Brandon were talking about the Bears game last night. It wasn't too much going great into stuff, this game. I always like to get your guys' opinion on what's going on around college and NFL. But Dylan, as always, a pleasure to have you on the show. I appreciate you taking the time. Kind of like an idea of what the experts have as. I guess you would say like the projected, that's the projected point total. I guess you would say you just pick over or under. I don't know. I th- I'm here for excitement. I'm here for points. I think like for the out of state people, that's probably a number that can be achieved uh, between these two teams and it's some action. NIU is uh Two and a half point favorites, field goal favorites, and minus 135 on the money line. So those are the, the gambling numbers for out of state people. But I don't know, man. I, I think. If I had to, if gun to head, if I had to pick, like, say, NIU money line, NIU spread, and, and the over. But I really do think that we find a way to win this football game. Coach Hammock has this team firing on all cylinders. The players really are believing what's going on, and they're seeing the results, obviously, with the two wins in non-conference play, one of which being over Georgia Tech, who just this last weekend took down preseason Heisman favorite Sam Howell in North Carolina. So I know that rule doesn't necessarily always apply over where it's like, hey, we beat Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech beat North Carolina, so we're better than North Carolina. But no one can change my mind. And Georgia Tech almost beat Clemson, who also lost this week against North Carolina State, against former NIU head coach Dave Doran. So a lot going on in the college football world. But the thing, and I guess the theme for this team should be, everything is on the table going into conference play. They have an opportunity to go to a bowl game with four wins. So with that being said, there's truly no telling what this season is about to, you know, the journey that it's about to become. But as an NIU fan, you have to be ecstatic for the hope that you have because anything can happen. It's the MAC conference. It's not, it's not the big 10 or it's not the sec where it's like Alabama's going to win or, or, Clemson's going to win it. I don't even think they're going to win the ACC this year, but there is always parity. Ball State is – let me pull up the records real quick. So I have the records for everyone. Ball State's one and three. Uh, Kent State's one and three. Akron's one and three. Miami of Ohio's one and three. Ohio hasn't won a game, and they look terrible. The teams that are above 500 are us, or that are at or above 500 are, are us, Central Michigan, Bowling Green, Buffalo, and Toledo, all two and two. And then Western Michigan's three and one, and Eastern's three and one. Toledo's one and zero in conference, obviously with the win over Ball State. I'm very excited. I'm sure you can tell by the tone of my voice and just the energy that I have towards the team right now. But they have to find a way to win this game. And I think offensively, although our normal 
game plan is to take the air out of the ball and, and, and to control the time of possession and have long drives, I think quick strikes are fine in this game. And you're going to need defensive stops. You're going to need special teams to be perfect. Coach Hammock talked about that in the press conference. We're going to need our kicks to be made. Good punts from Matt Ferentz and, and kicks to stay in bounds on kickoff and then good coverage from the unit. Sometimes when Matt kicks the ball, the unit, the punt unit can't get down there quick enough because he kicks the ball so far. So make sure we're getting down there on the punt units and, and defensively, Sound tackling, technique, and assignment-based football need to be the focus this week. And making sure that we can limit this this team because they are going to get their points. They're probably going to score at least 24 points, maybe 28, depending on how this game kind of pans out. But this is everything that you dream about when you become a college football player. Week one of the non-conference schedule homecoming at home, a team that's had your number the last few years, and a chance with everything on the table to go out and win. Offensively, like I said, to win this game, I think they're going to need 31 to 35 points at least because we're going to need defensive stops, but at least 31 to 35 points on offense. Rocky will probably go over my vaunted 25 attempts that I've like screamed about on this episode or on this show every week. He hit 24 last week. And to be honest, like for most game plans, it's just worked out that way that he hasn't needed to pass. And the run game has been so damn good that I haven't been, there hasn't been too many complaints this week. I think we're going to need to pass a little bit more. We'll see what happens come game time. Obviously, the running game, you know what you're going to get in the offensive line. You know what you're going to get. Good blocking and quality runs, especially uh, from Harrison Whaley and Clint Rakovich. Obviously, we saw good things from Jay Ducker uh, the last few weeks, and we can expect him to be worked into the game plan in certain situations. Cole Tucker and Tyrese Ritchie pick up where you left off, big fellas. Trayvon Rudolph has played well this season, and Tristan Tavis had a nice catch last week, and and Liam Sorhan, as well as well as Miles Joyner, have played well when they've received their opportunities. This is going to have to be all hands on deck. Like, I can't pick one person out or one thing that we need to do to win this game. This is an all hands on deck game from an offensive standpoint and from a defensive standpoint. Everybody has to feed off each other. They have to feed off the crowd. The crowd has to be loud and for for one week this year, I can be a part of the crowd. I can actually cheer and, and just enjoy the game. I'll be going out to the game, call it the official unofficial Huskies on tap tailgate. Some of my friends are coming out. My mom's coming out. My brother, people that, you know, Ethan will be there. I'm, I know that he goes to all the games and I know he'll be there. So good to see my guy, Ethan and, and former co-host of this show. And I, I haven't decided like, cause I, honestly haven't tailgated in almost two years. And when I did, it was, I was more of like, just go to the U-Haul side of things. I don't know where we'll be at and maybe we'll, we'll stop by fatties after the game to have some drinks, but it'll be fun just to experience it one last time as a student, I guess you would say, and to have some family and friends out. And to be honest, like the perfect game, I guess you would say like a measuring stick game for us in the Mac and, and homecoming too. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm assuming we'll probably make our way down to the 
the cores what is it the cores lounge now and probably somewhere in the stands but i'm excited to uh take in the environment of the game as opposed to being in the press box obviously i'll still be live tweeting the game we still have our live show if if uh, you haven't heard it already it'll be available or it is available on apple Podcasts or spotify we were joined by nolan potter and logan shernitz this week it was a great show here at fatty's pub the presenting sponsor of our show we'll be back out there next week tuesday october 5th at 5 p.m. with guests to be announced. No difference from a coverage angle. Uh, Just going to be taking it in as a fan this week. Before my prediction, I have NIU winning this game 35-31. to I have a shootout. I have a great game. I have an instant classic in DeKalb. And like I said, offensively, it's going to be a little bit of everybody. I don't see it being too one way in terms of production. If someone has a great game, all power to them, but I, I think it's going to be a pretty even attack. And Coach Hammock really talked about the ability to find a balanced attack in the non-conference play or in the non-conference play and in training camp, and now they're able to showcase that in-conference play. So it's going to be great to see how this offense will fare, and I'm really interested to see on the defensive side of the ball how we stack up against fellow MAC opponents. We've played two power fives in a really quality group of five opponent in Wyoming so far this season. And yeah, this is another measuring stick game from the energy that I got from talking to Dylan and demand earlier. Like those guys are hyped up. They're ready to go make some plays. And I know that's a hungry unit. I know a lot of the guys we've had a lot of them on this show, uh, just to talk football and talk life and they're going to get it figured out. The defense will find a way Uh, There's no way that they're going to have repeat performances to the level of Michigan or Wyoming. Like I said earlier on the show, it's an outlier performance. In order for us to win this game, the defense needs to keep Eastern Michigan under 30 points. I know it's a lot higher than, than 17 or 21 or whatever I said last week, but if they can keep Eastern Michigan under 30 points, I think we have a great chance to win this game. And if we have the opportunity, like why not take, time of possession and take the the air out of the ball keep their offense off the field keep ours on the field have long efficient drives and always always finish with points for my offensive pre pre-game player of the game I guess you would say I'm going to go with Rocky Lombardi I think he is the main player that controls our destiny in this game offensively I think I'm gonna go out and say it Rocky Lombardi clean game clean sheet no interceptions, no fumbles. I was bold enough to predict the stats last week, but this week I will not. But I will make that prediction. No interceptions or fumbles from our guy, Rocky Lombardi, friend of the program, and Fatty-sponsored athlete. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go Nick Routine. Nick has been playing absolutely bananas lately, just tackles all over the field. He's playing sideline to sideline, and he's really seeing the ball carrier and the plays well. I think Nick Routine has another big game, creates havoc in his blitz opportunities. And I'll say Nick Routine has has at least two sacks this week on blitzes. Okay, one sack and one TFL. Two sacks is crazy for a linebacker. But, hey, if he gets it, what, what a call. At least one sack and one TFL. And then, obviously, his at, anywhere around 10 tackles, give or take, in a, in a game. And I have NIU winning this game. This one, I'll go back and I'll say – NIU wins this one 31 to 28 to match my prediction. NIU will win this one 31 to 28. 
if you're going to be out in attendance at homecoming, tweet at us. Love to meet up with people. Love to have some beers and tailgate. And just enjoy this game and, and homecoming in this environment. It's going to be a really fun game to watch. I also, at the same time, have Notre Dame playing Cincinnati at the same time. So it, it's going to be a crazy college football. There's a crazy college football Saturday. There's so many matchups that across the MAC and across college football are going to be great. But we have an amazing matchup here in our backyard. If you're not a state listener, the game will be available on ESPN Plus, 1.30 Central Standard Time. And then obviously the post-game show will be available for your for your listening whenever you get ready for work on Monday. So, again, we really do appreciate everyone for joining us on this episode of Huskies on Tap. Really want to thank Damon Taylor and Dylan Thomas for joining the show on the interview portion of this show. But I got the Huskies winning a close one, 31-28. to 28. Come join us out at the tailgate. And don't forget to join us out at Fatty's for our live shows, the presenting sponsor of this show. Can't thank them enough for everything that they've done for us this season. And it's been a lot of fun getting to know our athletes and have them in a live show uh, where it's great practice for me. And it's just been so, it's been so much fun. I've had a great time with it. Whether there's three tables in there or 30, it's been a great time. And if you're a listener of the show regularly and you've been in there, don't, don't feel afraid uh, to introduce yourself. Absolutely love the support and, and just love doing this show. So I'm going to stop rambling. Huskies by a thousand. I've, I've retooled my 31 to 28 uh, prediction, but we look forward to seeing you out there on Saturday and go. Huskies. Yeah. I got dreams of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. I got dreams of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard.